Good morning, my friend. I hope you are doing well. It is early in the morning on 28 February 2023. And I'm bringing you this episode today because tomorrow is March 1st. It's Mind Change March. Okay. We did this first back in 2021, and I love it. I love taking this idea that we've started the year. We all had plans. We had dreams. We had, we had you know, resolutions and all these things. And some of us get into the middle of it, and statistically, it's most of us. I mean, most people by mid-January have abandoned their resolutions, and they've kind of slipped back into the same old habits and routines that they've always had. So for most people, you get to this place where you say, nothing really ever changes, I'm, I'm sort of stuck. And some people then, that can produce this sense of hopelessness, helplessness, depression, feeling stuck like nothing can ever get better. And so I just want to say, hey, it's time to shake that up a little bit. And if you're stuck, then maybe it's time to change your mind and get after it in a different way in March. So we're going to look at some of the things that we're stuck in and how we can change those things. And, and Mind Change March has always been about that. It's kind of a reset, right? We're one-sixth of the, of the way through the year. And I just like how things sort of never change, but at the same time, they can always change if we have a mind to let God be the one who can do some brain surgery on us, change our hearts and minds, and really make some positive changes in our life so we can then strip away the things that are holding us back and become more like Him and set a better story for the world to see and bring hope and light and all those things, right? So that's what Hope is the First Dose is all about. How do you get out of that darkness and back towards a reliable treatment plan towards hope when things seem hard? And we're in the middle of this, just started Lent this year, which is our, of course, in the Christian world, the time to really pursue holiness and try to keep in mind what has been done for us and, and try to make our lives a little bit more um, in line with that great thing that Christ did for us when he saved us. And then the anticipation of the coming Resurrection Sunday in a few weeks, we're trying to make ourselves a little more focused, right, to get rid of that mindlessness and, and pay more a little, a little more attention and be a little more like him. And, and sort of honor him with our attempt to align our lives with his a little more clearly, right? Well, at the same time, Mind Change March is a very similar idea where it doesn't have to necessarily be on the spiritual front if you're not one of those people, but it's this idea that our lives are always kind of held up to a standard in our own minds of what we want and what we dream about, what we wish for, what we hope for, what we believe that we're called to do compared to where we actually are. Right, And there's always this sort of cognitive dissonance, and it's time to sort of square that away, and it's time to try to strip away some of the things that are holding us back. And we've been talking about it since November, when we said New Thing November from Isaiah 43, is this idea of stuff has been holding us back, stuff that needs to die off or, or needs to be left behind so that we can pursue things that are on a higher plane that God wants for our lives, right? So we're trying, drying things up and, and plant, letting him plant new things and letting him bring to pass the, the good year of the favor that he has for us and all that stuff we've been talking about for months now. And it's time for Mind Change March. So I'm going to bring you back the Mind Change March episode. I first did it in 2021. So you hear me talk about the first time that we saw the Sandhill Cranes and all those things and how the dogs responded. But I think it holds up over time. And it's just this, this really good talk about how to finally set your mind and let your mind change on some things that have been holding you back. And so we're going to cover that ground again and give it to you. And then throughout March, I'm going to sprinkle some some deeper, con, you know, some deeper concepts in there. Over time, you're you may think about the same things and learn about the same things and talk about the same things. But if you're wise, you're always adding layers and nuance and understanding to those things. And I've got some new ideas that I want to sprinkle in through March. We've got some great guests coming up on the podcast, and it's going to be a, a really good 
time over the next several weeks as we get into the concepts that are deeper and deeper into how we really change our minds and really change our lives. So the most important thing about all that is that we can start today. So here's Mind Change March from back in 2021, and Lisa is going to tell us in a minute after the setup that we can start today. Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I am... It's ironic that I'm going to tell you that I'm tired when this whole episode we're going to talk about being tired. Um, it's early in the morning, about uh, I guess it's about 4.30 or so. We had kind of a rough night because here in Nebraska, we're part of the central flyway where lots of uh, species of birds, waterfowl, ducks, geese, and now we've learned the sandhill cranes migrate through here. And they have arrived, and I don't know if you've ever seen a sandhill crane, but... Um, I had never seen them really up close until yesterday when they got here, and about 700 million of them, that's a slight exaggeration, but many, many of them, thousands of them, have decided to rest overnight in the river behind our house. The dogs went nuts. Um, they were scared. The, these things make a crazy sound. It's kind of like a, you know how an adolescent boy, when their voice starts to change, they're kind of squeaky. If you imagine that squeaky sound kind of blended with a, um, gobbler or turkey, like a tom turkey gobbling, but constantly and never stopping. And then about 40 million of them, um, all at the same time. That's sort of what they sound like. Um, I, I would try to do an impression of it, but I would butcher it. But the dogs were kind of freaked out. We actually had to close the blinds because Harvey was just going nuts. He would see these, uh, cranes in the river and just go crazy. And then Lewis was scared and he wanted to be held. And he's a 57 pound dog that wants to be in your lap. So <laughs> it's been kind of interesting. And they didn't sleep well. And we had this uh, soundtrack all night. So we'll get used to it. But last night was the first night. And the thing, the thing that was kind of weird about it is the geese, even though there's thousands of geese and ducks and whatnot, they sort of majestically fly and land in the river. They make some racket, but they don't, they don't really, uh, uh, they don't really bother you, but the cranes kind of like they make this weird sort of circling thing around the house that felt kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock sort of thing, like they might be talking amongst themselves about breaking in and killing all of us or something. It was pretty weird, so we'll get used to it, but uh, that was a new thing for us last night. So, like I said, a little tired this morning because uh, of the whole crane situation, but um, I'm excited because today we're gonna we're gonna cover some ground. It's the first of March, so it's it's time for an opportunity for us to start something new. Okay, we finally made it back from Florida. Um, we went to the event at First Presbyterian Church of Bonita Springs. The people were so gracious, Pastor Pratt and all of the people there. Were, we just had the best time. I'll tell you more about it later. But um, you can watch the event at fpcbonita.org, fpcbonita.org slash Warren. It's available live. Uh, the replay of the live event is available. And I think we had a great conversation. We talked a lot about Infinitely Happier, um, mostly, of course, about I've seen the interview. That's why we were there. But um, we we just had a great conversation, great time, met some wonderful people. I'll talk a little bit more about that later today, about one of the people we met. But you should go check it out, fpcbonita.org slash Warren, fpcbonita.org slash Warren for the replay. So let's get down to it. Today's March 1st, and we're going to call this month Mind Change March. We're going to make sure that every single day in this month we are going to press deeper into changing the things we need to change to get where we want to be in our lives. We're going to not waste any more time. We're not going to have any regrets of how we spend this month. 31 days from now, if you do this with me, 
you do this with Lisa, if you do this with this community, we are going to be smarter, richer, wiser, fitter, closer to God, closer to others, and we will be much better self-brain surgeons. It's Mind Change March, friend, and we are going to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Um, I have a question for you. Are you tired? And I don't mean sleepy. I mean, are you looking around on social media and seeing that everybody else seems to have everything together, but you can't get a job or find your keys or the rent is due or your relationship's on the rocks or you can't quit drinking or instead of having two of the best months ever to start this year, you not only didn't keep your resolutions, but you can't even remember them and you're just so tired of it all. You're so tired of being tired. Like instead of jumpstart January and fabulous February, you just finished just like last January and failed again February. Well, if you feel that way, you're not alone. I'm hearing from all over the world. People feel stuck. They are so tired of being stuck and they don't know how to change it. And guess what? I'm here to tell you, friend, it is going to be okay. It's going to be okay because today we're starting over. You don't have to worry about yesterday. God tells you that. I'm removing it as far as east is from the west. You don't have to beat yourself up about not having succeeded for something in the past. You can stop feeling bad that you feel bad because this month, starting today, we are going to learn how to feel better. And we're going to start with the most important change anybody can make, and that's the change in between our own ears. Now, let me back up a step when I said this is the most important thing. Obviously, if you don't know Jesus Christ... That's the number one thing. Get to know him. He's more important and has more to help you with than anything I can offer. So everything I'm talking about, and especially based on my survey results, is assuming you already know him. But if you don't and you need help, if you don't have anybody in your life who can help you get to know Jesus, send me an email, lee at drleewarren.com, and I'll help you find them. I'll give you some resources. But let me just square that away. The most important thing you can do to find peace, find happiness, find acceptance, find healing for all the stuff in the past is to get to know Jesus Christ. If you know him already, we're going to continue down this path of mind change march. But if you don't, you need to settle that first. So assuming that's settled... And if you're spinning your wheels and you're worn out and you're tired of being tired and nothing seems to be going right for you, or if you're basically okay but you feel like you're being called to more in your life and you just don't know how to get there, or if something's tugging at your heart and you know that God is calling you to change something or putting you on the verge of something big but you're not sure what to do next, then it's time for you to step into Mind Change March. Now, 
Where will we be in 31 days? Only God knows, obviously. He may come back tomorrow. But here's what you can know. If you check in to Mind Change March, if you make a commitment today to do this with us, then 31 days from now, you will be smarter, richer, wiser, fitter, closer to God and closer to others, and you will be much better self-brain surgeon. Now, when we were in Florida, I met a guy named Clay. He stood in line. There were about 75 people that stood in line after the event to have me sign books and tell us stories and share their lives with us and just had an amazing, amazing time with these beautiful people. And I hope some of you are listening. But I met a guy named Clay, funny guy, a brilliant guy, kind, has a beautiful smile. He's got a, he's got a story, a powerful story that he shared a little bit about uh, with us. But he gave me a piece of paper. And that piece of paper has six scriptures on it, and he carries it in his pocket. It's folded up in his pocket, and he reads it every day. Because in my book, he read the part about how after I lost Mitch, after my son died, that he that he read the part about where I said what saved me was deciding to believe the promises in scripture had to be true. If I wanted to see Mitch again, then it has to be true that there's a resurrection, right? And I decided, and I wrote about this and I've seen the interview, I decided that if I'm going to believe that, then all the other promises in the book have to be true because if one of them's not true, then I can't believe that the one about getting to see Mitch again could be true. So they've got to be true. So that brought me some challenges. I wrote a lot about that. But Clay said he did the same thing. He went through a big hard thing in his life and he needed to believe in the promises. So he found some of them and he wrote them down and he put them on a piece of paper and he started carrying them around with him i'm gonna i'm gonna read them to you now hebrews six eighteen. so god has given both his promise and his oath these two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for god to lie therefore we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us psalm thirty four nineteen. near is the lord Sorry, Psalm 34, 18. Near is the Lord to the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit he rescues. Psalm 77, 23 through 26. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom am I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Lamentations three twenty two through 26. Because of the Lord's great love, I have I am not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. In Isaiah forty one ten. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Man, those are the promises, the the power verses that Clay put in his pocket. And why am I sharing that with you? I'm sharing it with you because that is what we're supposed to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses told the people to write it down. Take it to heart. Put it on your doorpost. Teach it to your kids. Talk about it. Have some stuff in your head that's going to help you when you encounter hard things. Put some armor, some bullets in your weapon to shoot at those hard things that come along in life. And scripture is the best way to do that. I love that example from Clay. And he gave me beautifully, um, kindly shared that piece of paper. I've got it on my desk right now. Just literally, that's the piece of paper that Clay had in his pocket. 
But he also told me about a book. Now, Amazon reviewed this book, and, and uh, here's what Amazon said about it. Best-selling author David Richo wrote Five True Things, A Little Guide to Embracing Life's Big Challenges, which gets straight to the heart of how to find courage and contentment when life doesn't go according to plan. Rather than fighting against them, we must all accept these five true things. Number one, everything changes and ends. Number two, things do not always go according to plan. Number three, life is not always fair. Number four, pain is part of life. And number five, people are not loving and loyal all the time. Drawing on both psychology and spirituality, Richo offers time-tested insights on finding meaning and joy in life as it really is and relationships as they are. By changing our approach to our struggles, we can find deep happiness. Boom, I'm done. I have nothing else to say. Start today. I'm, I'm just kidding. That That's exactly it. So David Richo is on the same idea that I've been telling you for a long time now. Life is hard, and it's true. Everything ends. Relationships end. Everything changes. Things don't always go like you think they're going to go. Life is hard, and it's not fair, and pain is part of life, and not everybody is nice or good to you all the time. So once you accept all that stuff, then you can figure out how to be happy anyway. Once you accept that your son's going to die or that you're going to lose your marriage someday or that you might go broke or you might get cancer or you might have a car wreck and, and somebody passes away, once you accept that life just has that stuff in it, or a coronavirus might take away your career, or you might not be able to find a job. Once you understand and accept that that kind of stuff is part of the deal, then you can figure out what Jesus was talking about when he said, yeah, life is hard, but I came here that you can have abundance anyway. You just have to settle that those things are true, and then you can find a way to be happy anyhow. That's what I'm going after. And I appreciate that Clay brought that to us. That, that, that there's other people writing about it out there, other people talking about it that validates what we're talking about here at Infinitely Happier, what we're talking about here on the podcast, what we're talking about in my books. It's self-brain surgery. You, you figure that out. You change how you approach it. You, you reframe, rewire, reset your mind to accept all those hard things and let God manage them and heal them and nourish you to a new place where you can still have abundance in spite of all those things. It reminds me a lot of my friend, the late Dr. Gordon Livingston. He lost two sons in 13 months and wrote that amazing book called Too Soon Old, Too Late Smart. Gordon said, you are what you do, not what happens to you, not what you feel. You're what you do. Just like Tony Robbins said, emotion follows motion, right? If you want to feel better, do better. Gordon said, you're not what you feel. Like Life makes you feel all kinds of things, but you're, but that's not who you are. You are what you do. Basically, you're what you decide to be in your mind, and you can become that. So we're here on March 1st, or whatever day you're listening to this, and we've got to cross a bridge into a new way of thinking. Because a pretty smart guy that we both know is always saying, you can't change your life until you change your mind. Just kidding, that's me that's always saying that. You can't change your life until you change your mind. Why do I say that? Because it's true. We've got to make a decision that we are going to think about things differently than we have in the past if we want to get a different result out of them. Because I'll tell you this, if you keep doing the same stuff you've been doing, you're going to keep getting the same results you've been getting. You've got to change something if you want to feel different. So let's make a decision today. Let's say this out loud. Now, if you're someplace... We're saying it out loud would be awkward if you're listening to the podcast while you're supposed to be at work or school or in church or somewhere where it would be awkward for you to say it out loud. Then at least say it in your heart and believe it. Say this with me. I am tired of feeling 
thinking, behaving, and living the way I have been. And I know that I, God, and people who love me want something better for me and from me. So this is the year, the month, the day, the hour, and the minute that I will decide to change, take control of my future, and make it better. This is my moment, my You Start Today moment. I am starting today. I'm going to change my mind and change my life, and I am starting today. Okay, if you're with me still, then it's go time. It's time to get after it. Now, let's put some, let's put some wheels on this bus. We're going to say we're going to have mind change march. What are some areas we might need to change in? Well, I want to get closer to God. So here's one, closer to God. Get you some promises and write them down like Clay did. This is exactly like I said a while ago, straight out of Deuteronomy chapter 6. Here's what Moses said. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord your God, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, or the Lord our God is one, the Lord is our God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Get you some promises, friend. Moses has beaten this He's beating this dead horse for a long time. He's saying, this stuff I'm telling you is going to save your life. It's going to help you. It's going to fill you with hope and joy and the ability to handle the hard things you're going to face when you cross that river. Get you some promises, he's saying. Talk about them. Teach your kids them. Write them down. He even said, bind them on your wrists and put them on your head. Write them on the door frame. He's beating that horse because it's so important. You need to get you some promises, friend. Now, if you're not a believer... Get you some power words. Get you some things to think about that are better than the things you've been thinking about and memorize them. Put them in your heart. I would strongly encourage you, if you're not a believer, get some place where you can get to know Jesus and you will get some tools in your toolkit that will help you deal with this hard thing we call life. Get you some promises, friend. Here's another one. Let's talk about improving relationships. You want to improve your marriage? You want to improve your relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend? Turn off the TV. Buy some cards. Write some notes. Send some flowers. Hold hands. Spend a few minutes thinking about that person you love or the person you would like to love someday in your mind. Spend some time thinking about them and list out some things that you're grateful for about them. And then here's a mind-blowing idea. Tell them. Tell your wife why you love her. Don't assume she knows. Don't think it's silly to say it out loud. Tell her what you are grateful about, about her. If you're having a hard time in your relationship, this might seem impossible right now. Just trust me. Somebody's got to break the ice, okay? Somebody has to make the first move. Paul said in Romans 12, 10, outdo one another in showing love. 
outdo one another in showing love. If you're trying to save a relationship, if there's been hurt, you can start by trying to forgive. Now, understand I'm not, I'm not a relationship counselor. I know there's some things that are just, some things that are irreparable, and sometimes when you just can't fix it, God can fix it. Sometimes it feels impossible. But if you're having a struggle, if things aren't right, start the process. Break the ice. You make the first move. Talk to them. Listen to them. Compliment them. You don't have to be Casanova to have a great relationship. You just have to talk, listen, compliment, adore them, support them, pray for and with them. You want to change your relationship? Hold hands and pray with your wife or your husband. It will be hard at first. It will seem awkward, but do it. Trust me. Trust me, friend. Trust me. Pray with your significant other. Pray with them. Pray for them. Put them first. If there's trouble, if there's hurt, if there are problems, break the ice. Make the first move. Forgive. Outdo them in showing love and respect to them. And not just in romance, but in all relationships. Try to serve them more than you expect them to serve you. See if that dramatically changes the quality of your relationships. Would they be better in 31 days if you tried? What do you have to lose? If you're stuck in a relationship, if there's somebody at work you can't get along with, if you are struggling in your marriage, if you are having a hard time with a relationship with a brother or sister or parent, what if you just tried, just for once, just tried to break the ice and do it and be the first one to make the move, to say, you know what, I'm going to forgive that. I'm just going to move past it. I'm going to remember that I've sinned myself in the past, that I've hurt people before, and I'm going to just forgive them. I'm just going to try. What about the Micah 6-8 test? Micah 6-8 says, What does your God require of you but to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly before your God? What if you applied that to your relationships? What if you said, okay, when it's up to me, I'm going to act with justice. I'm going to do the right thing in, in relationship to my wife or my husband or my friend. I'm going to do the right thing. But when they do it to me, I'm going to be merciful because I've been forgiven. I've been given mercy. People have forgiven my faults before. People have overlooked things I've done before. So I'm going to do justice when it's my turn to act, but I'm going to give mercy when it's my turn to react. And I'm always going to be humble. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be kind. What if you just did that for 31 days? It sounds impossible, right? But what if you just tried it? Would it be better in 31 days or would it be worse? It can't be worse, right? Try it. Break the ice. Make the first move. How about let's get smarter for 31 days. Read more. If you want to get smarter, you need to read more and not the same old stuff. I've got a friend who has sort of a um, almost a pride point of saying that he never reads books. He only reads professional materials related to his work and news like the New York Times, those kinds of things, because he doesn't think he needs books. He doesn't like to read books. Well, let me tell you something. Science is extremely clear. It's absolutely clear. Multiple studies have proven it. Smart people read more books, and people who read more books are smarter. They have higher IQs. They perform better. They're more likely to be CEOs. People need to read books. Now, if you are the kind of person who only has one genre of things that you like to read, I know a guy who only reads novels. I know a person who only reads graphic novels and somebody who only reads comic books. And I know somebody who only reads business books. If you only read in one area, your brain is going to atrophy in all the other areas of your life that you could be improving on. I read every month a medical journal, a personal development book, a business book, a spiritual book, and something for fun. Lisa and I always read all the time. That's, that's the, that's the, 
cycle. Something to make me smarter, something to make me more spiritual, something to entertain me a little bit, something to help me professionally in the work that I do, in some way, something to learn more about money or about finances or about business. I'm trying to broaden myself and my exposure to good ideas and what other people have learned so I don't have to make the mistakes they did and I can benefit from their wisdom. So all the studies show it. Smart people read more and people who read more are smarter and get smarter. But if you stay in one lane, your brain is going to shrink, friend. So you need to read. Read across areas that you don't know much about. Read across areas that you need to grow in. If you're a new husband, read about marriage. Don't think you know everything. You don't. You need to learn more. If you are a new business person, read about finance. If you're a young person, read about investing. Always read about Jesus. 31 days. Would that help? Would it help if you read more? How about get richer? Even if things are tight, here's something interesting from the Bible. Malachi 3.10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. This is a promise from God. It's not a trick. It's not a magic trick. God has made a promise that I promise you, my friend, is always true. If you give God the first, he will give you more than you can ever imagine. It seems impossible when things are tight, but trust me, pre-tax 10% to God, and that doesn't mean necessarily just drop it in the bucket at church. You can find ways to support ministries. Like we support Tommy Walker Ministries. We support Messenger.org, the Bevere's organization. We support pioneer Bible translators who are giving the word of God to unwritten languages around the world. We have different places where we plant those kingdom seeds to get to that number, 10% or more of our giving, but it's got to come off the top. God says he wants the first, so give more. If you give 10% to God and 10% to you, which means save, invest, grow those seeds of financial support that God has given you, then over time you will learn to live on 80% and you will become financially independent eventually and financially free eventually and you will be richer in 31 days if you just change that part of your mindset i promise you change your mind about money we'll talk more about that later we'll do some financial brain surgery but that my friend is the pathway to financial success warren buffett said a long time ago he's not i don't know if he's spiritual or not but he said if you invest 10 percent of everything you make in your life starting at a young age you'll be a multimillionaire by the time you retire and it's true you don't have to be some kind of financial genius. Start a Betterment account. Put $500 a month in there, or $50 or $5, whatever you can, whatever is 10% of what you have. Invest it into the market. Get it out there growing. Stop spending it on Starbucks, and you will become financially better off in 31 days. Do it. Trust me. There's also a little book you should read, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's a little fable about how to become financially free. It's an entertaining little story my dad introduced me to when I was a kid and it's powerful but it's based on timeless principles and it's true 31 days friend try it think about your money a little bit think about your finances give God his fair share it all came from him anyway and you can't take it with you give it to God and see if he won't keep his promise and then also let the market prove out to be true like it always does that if you get money in the market and leave it alone it's going to grow and it will help you become free financially so you can stop worrying about that stuff get to where you can live on 80% of your money and you will become financially free whatever that takes 
change your mind about money and 31 days from now you're going to feel better i promise how about get fitter do something active every day this month look James Clear says in his book, Atomic Habits, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. Let that hit you like it hit me. Rome wasn't built in a day, but they were laying bricks every hour. This is how you get fit, okay? It's how you lose weight. It's how you quit drinking. It's how you stop smoking. It's how you stop being in debt all the time. And if we're talking about physical fitness, it's how you get in shape. You do something every day. You take one bite of that elephant at a time. If you need to lose 50 pounds, you shave some calories off of your life every day. And I'm not talking about having to be like on some kind of crazy diet or anything like that. Biochemistry says, and it is absolutely infallible, if you reduce your caloric intake to where you are burning 500 more calories than you are consuming every day, you're going to lose a pound every week. So I'm not going to tell you how to lose 50 pounds in a week. I'm going to tell you how to lose one pound every week, which would be 52 pounds every year, right? How do you lose a pound every week? Burn a little bit more than you take in. Cut out a soft drink. Cut out a glass of wine. Cut out that extra cheesecake piece, whatever. Just back that calorie intake off a little bit and increase your physical output just a little bit. You can lose weight. Everybody can, even diabetics. Everybody can. My cousin Will and I are going to commit to doing three miles or more every day in March, 93-mile March. We can get on the treadmill. You can walk outside. You can go for a run, but try to get three miles in. You can do it. If you have an an Apple Watch, turn on a workout. Every time you're walking down the hall, your work, you'll be surprised how far you walk in a day if you pay attention to it. You want to change your life? You want to get a little bit fitter? Lay a brick every hour. Get after it. And let's see what happens in 31 days. Doesn't have to be some dramatic thing. You don't have to do a marathon. Just get after it and start laying bricks. How about get infinitely happier? Lisa and I are tired um, of social media. We, they showed us who they were uh, in the election, right? They they basically are banning conservatives, and, and uh, these big companies have really, um, in addition to the fact that social media is a, a big dopamine suck, and it really hurts your spirit if you get sucked into thinking everybody's life is perfect, which it's not. We get tired of social media, so we're going to make our own social media platform. That sounds funny, right? We're going to do it. Supernova, our, our web designer, Vicky Nova, found something called Mighty Networks. It's a great service where you can basically build your own app using their platform, and make your own social network, and we're going to do it, and it's going to be called the Infinitely Happier Community. So we're going to bring all these people around the world that are in the newsletter that don't know how to connect with each other. We're going to give you a place to do that. We're working on it now. It's going to be available hopefully by the end of March, and you'll be literally able to go to the App Store and download Infinitely Happier branded app on your phone, and we'll have a community where we can post things and talk about stuff and and actually have a social network that's going to be positive and helpful and make your life better instead of making you just look at pictures of stuff all the time or hear how great your neighbor says he is. It's going to be a great place, a great community. That's what we're going to do. We're working on during the month of March getting Infinitely Happier Community app ready to go, and it's going to be amazing. Now, what if you spend a few minutes every day thinking about your thinking, learning to biopsy your thoughts, get rid of those bad ones, and use all these self-brain surgery techniques to get your mind right? What if you did that every day for 31 days? Would it help? Start laying those bricks. Get after it. Let's do something to change our minds and change our lives. These are just some examples. Get closer to God. Get your finances in order. Get a little bit fitter. Improve your relationships. 
make a social network, do, do something to change your mind and change your life or add some value to the planet. It's Mind Change March. Today's the first. It's time to go. Now, obviously, there are infinite ways that we could try to change. There's infinite number of things that you could be dealing with in your life. You might be addicted to something. You might be spending too much. You might have a marriage problem. You might have a work problem. You might be out of work. There's all kinds of things you could work on in March. If you're out of work, for example, get smarter about something else. Find a new thing to do to make money. Don't just mourn the fact that you can't find work in your in your area. Go find something new to do. If you've got the benefit and the gift of time, then go do something different. you got 31 days. Let's change the way the lives are playing out. You know in your mind what it is that you need to change. You already know. I don't have to tell you. And so my question that I started with, I'm going to end with, are you tired of being so tired? I'm not talking about because the sandhill cranes are making all that racket and plotting to kill you. I'm talking about are you tired of being so tired because nothing ever changes and you're ready to change it. If you are, then let's grab Mind Change March. Whatever month you're listening to this in, let's grab it and let's start it today. Let's say it one more time. Are you ready? Say this with me. I am tired of feeling, thinking, behaving, and living the way I have been. And I know that I, God, and people who love me want something better for and from me. So this is the year, the month, the day, the hour, and the minute that I will decide to change. I will take control of my future. I will make it better. This is my moment. It's my you start today moment. I am starting today. I'm going to change my mind and change my life. I am starting today. Are you ready, friend? It's Mind Change March. Are you ready to become healthier, feel better, and be happier? Are you ready to change your mind? If you are, there's only one thing left to do, and you know it. Say it with me. Let's start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.